Blog Talk Radio. BBPAI Radio, linking business education and technology. The BBPAI Radio Show creates a vibrant communications platform that speaks to all BBPA stakeholders. Hosted by Fran McNeil. BEPF Executive Director is Wayne Hicks. Produced by Michelle F. Ortman. Online chat coordinated by Everaldo Gallimore. Technical advice by John Melanson. Sponsored by the BBPA Education and Technology Foundation. BBPAI Radio, linking business education and technology. Join us on www.blogtalkradio.com slash BBPA. Well, welcome everyone to BDPAI Radio, and tonight it is March the 22nd, and as you're aware, BDPAI Radio airs the second and the fourth Tuesday of every month. Well, as always, we have a terrific lineup of guests tonight, and let me share with you who is on the line with us. Dr. Craig Brown, Vice President, 2012 through 2013 of National BDPA, is going to be our first guest. Our second guest is Ms. Beverly Allen, Chapter High School Computer Competition Coordinator for BDPA Los Angeles. And our third and final guest is Ms. Jacqueline Sanders, Vice President of Education and Professional Development for BDPA Atlanta. So grab your pen, grab your pencil, or perhaps I should bring us more up to date, your iPad or whatever uh, note-taking device, and get comfortable because we are about to have a great show. Well, welcome, Dr. Craig Brown. How are you this evening? I'm fine. Thank you for having me this evening. Oh, our pleasure. In fact, you've been a guest on the show before, and... For the listeners who may not have heard that show, I'm going to just take a moment to share some highlights from your bio, and then we'll get started with your interview. Now, iRadio listeners, Dr. Craig Brown was elected to be the National BDPA Vice President for 2012-2013, and he has the distinct honor of working with our national president, Monique Berry, and the regional officers to take BDPA to the next level. Dr. Brown has a 25-year career serving as expert and expert systems and database architect with leading technologies like Oracle, Oracle PeopleSoft, SAP, IBM, and Microsoft. His experiences are more particular to the enterprise resource planning Decision Support and Relational Database Management Systems Technologies. He's earned over 20 certifications within these technological areas and currently provides implementation and integration expertise along with a variety of other technological disciplines. He holds an MS in Computer Science as well as a Master's in Business and a Doctorate in Management Information Systems. He has over 1 million followers on Twitter and thousands of followers on his Facebook page. Dr. Brown is going to share with us, the iRadio Show audience, his vision for the future of BDPA. 
Welcome, Dr. Brown. Thank you so much. And, you know, it's quite, quite impressive to have the certifications, the degrees, and the one million followers on Twitter. So you're going to have to uh, cool us into that, into that as well. Now, I know on the first show um, you talked a little bit about how you found out about BDPA. And again, I'm going to ask you to give the abbreviated ver- ver- version because there may be some folks um, that didn't hear about sort of your first touch with BDPA. Sure. I'm a graduate um, of a university in Philadelphia, and a friend of mine uh, introduced me to BDPA in Philadelphia, um, and really, I was a I was probably in probably two years into my career, and um, I just wanted insights on you know what what options I had and you know how to develop myself and you know and and the ideas of the certification you know were were the kinds of things that I got out of the BDPA chapter at the time. So my introduction was really at a young age. Wow. So, given the fact that you were in Philadelphia and sort of your friend network got you involved, how did you sort of set the course for obtaining all of these certifications and multiple degrees? Was that something that you sort of said at an early age as well, I'm going to do this, or how did that evolve? Yes. Well, it was stage by stage. When I finished my undergraduate work, I was presented with an opportunity to stay in school um, um, for free. So I was able to earn my master's, and then I got accepted into an executive program, which allowed me to earn my doctorate as well. So I was fortunate that I had scholarships that allowed me to to um, pursue those opportunities. Um, and, and, yes, I was 26 years old when I graduated with um, my first doctorate. So I was pretty young. That, that is powerful. So never say never. Um, so so you're, you're a role model. You're a role model. How often are you in front of 14-year-olds, 24-year-olds, um, sort of sharing with them your story? I probably spend at least four hours a week mentoring a variety of age groups, um, young, up-and-coming um, children who just have an interest in, in, in math or science or, or computers more specifically, um, and then I work with high school students um, as well. So at least four hours a week. In some cases, um, it could be more like 20 hours. It really depends on how the, how the schedule is following and the meeting set up. But I talk to kids on a regular basis. Oh, terrific. So in, in talking with kids, what's, what's on their mind in terms of, technology and trends, you know, adults are talking about STEM and the importance of STEM, but since you're, since you're talking with, with kids and young folks, what are they thinking? What are they saying? What are they doing? Well, actually, you have to kind of, in my experiences with the mentoring that I do, oftentimes I have to tell them what I do and then circle back around to the classes that I needed to take in order to get to where I am. Um, they don't necessarily see the connection between the classroom and the, and the subject matters that they need to to follow through on in the curriculums they're in, and the the um, long term um, effect of those classes, which you know are IT related opportunities. I also have to draw some parallels to the kinds of salaries that you know really 
you know, that IT professionals can achieve and help them see that these are really good jobs and they're not, um, in, in, their, in their opinion, geeky jobs. Um, that most mm-hmm. kids associate um, computer science and, and technology-related fields to, to nerds. And, and that's not a bad thing. It's just that they don't necessarily see nerds on BET and other channels, so they, can't, they, don't, they don't connect success to, to the nerdy people. And I, so the question I asked them, I asked them, well, do you think I'm a nerd? And they say, no, you're pretty cool. And I say, well, but, but I work in the field that you classified as nerdy. So once you get rid of some of the stereotypes and some of the images and present them with some facts, um, then their interest grows. Hmm. And BDPA has many, many chapters across the country, so we really have an opportunity as individuals, members, uh, to be role models and mentors and, and actually have some of those conversations. Um, so that's, that's really powerful. It's really powerful. And it does sound like a series of conversations. So you mentioned that you talked about your career with others um, and your academic accomplishments. You know, in terms of your service to BDPA and with BDPA, what accomplishments are you most proud of and, and how have those accomplishments added value to BDPA. There's a lot of discussion today about, you know, measuring value. Sure. I guess the biggest accomplishment I've achieved um, as a BDPA member is the fulfilling the role that I have now, which is as National Vice President. Um, as National Vice President and assisting um, Monique Berry, President of BDPA, um, I have the distinct honor of affecting change, which in, in more, more cases than not um, affect all of BDPA members um, in a positive way. Um, with Monique's guidance, I'm able to, to implement and or suggest um, recommended course, um, courses of action that um, um, bring additional benefits, that bring additional insights into the organization, and the members are able to, to you know, take advantage of those things. So, um, that is what I would classify as my biggest accomplishment. Um, I've done some small things at the chapter level, but by far that would be what I would highlight. Wow. So if a member were listening, perhaps a new member, or a member who might not have been as active um, in the last six months, um, what might one of those initiatives that you had an opportunity to implement or suggest to Madam President, what might one of those be and how might those affect the member in Los Angeles or Atlanta or Chicago or Dallas or Charlotte, et cetera? Sure. The President asked um, me to author a document um, that we refer to as the Chapter Management Guide. In prior versions of documentation like that, the, the, the Chapter Guide has always been specifically focused on chapter-related activities and the, the kinds of things that a chapter, you know, president would need to, to take into consideration in running, their cha- in running their chapter. This chapter management guide actually is a thorough document that outlines and, and displays the relationship between the national organization and the local chapter organization, and not at the individual chapter organization level, but as a, as a model for all the chapters to, to utilize and follow. 
to help all the chapters achieve um, success, not only in running and managing their chapter, but growing their chapter. And for those chapters mm-hmm. that are are struggling um, in one way, shape, or form, this guide may touch on some insights that may allow them to overcome those those issues and um, and with the ideas and with the support of national the national organization, which is a big part of this document, um, we might be able to, you know, help them achieve um, and overcome some of their obstacles. So the document is going to be um, distributed um, this, um, by the end of this week, Friday. Um, the board of wow. directors have reviewed it, and they blessed it, and now we're going to share it with all so that they have um, the chapters have an opportunity to take advantage of it. So this is a brand-new um, a brand new accomplishment that um, myself and the board can, you know, can stand up and, and cheer about. Wow. Oh, that's great. I always love when BDPAI Radio is uh, able to get ahead of the news and or help someone within the BDPA network announce the news. Uh, that, that's right. one of the ways that we're really relevant in bringing yeah. the voices of BDPA across the country. That's That's really exciting. Yeah. So let's Let's move to technology. I, I kind of mentioned earlier, um, you know, people look to BDPA members and leaders and volunteers um, to sort of know the technology trends. We're coming towards the end of third, uh, first quarter, and there's three quarters left in 2013. Um, what technology trends or resources were sort of top of mind for you in the various roles that you play, and what might our our BDPI radio listeners uh, need to know and or benefit from your experience okay. in technology? Okay, I I am a very um, I have a very very big influence in the big data arena, and 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 all that really is it's a it's a a, a methodology that talks about keeping data instead of archiving it and using it to grow your business or to grow your, your services um, both today and thinking downstream, looking at your existing information as it pertains to customer surveys, as it pertains to any other customer service, along with the data that gets collected from your, your business naturally, and looking at it not only for what it, its purpose is from the day-to-day operations, but also looking at it and trying to determine long-term projections, long-term growth. So I do quite a bit of, of, of work in that arena. Um, the types of applications that come out of the big data arena um, have so far recently um, created a lot of innovations in, in how database technology is being utilized. So there's quite a bit of changes going on um, within a database arena, and databases pretty much are the heart and soul of most running applications or any technology that involves users and information. So hopefully that's, um, you know, simply put in understandable. Yes, yes. And and one of the things that I'm kind of extracting from what you're saying, particularly that last piece, is because data is part of what runs organizations um, like security, uh, like video, um, it is going to be an important area for members to think about having uh, an expertise or a proficiency in, and that it's a skill or a, a knowledge set that can be in demand 
uh, will be in demand and will be probably well paid. Is is that a fair extraction in terms of applying? A, yeah, yeah. That is a very fair extraction. <laughs> great, great. There are, it? Yeah, there are quite a few. There are quite a few new jobs that have been created as it pertains to big data. But then that also is applicable in other areas as well. Technology evolves, like, like all things, mm-hmm. and oftentimes we give it a, we give existing you know evolutions uh, a new name. So it's not exactly new. It's just look, giving it people a way to look at things differently. But at the end of the day, it does create opportunities, and then within those opportunities, you need a skill. So if you stay on top of the things that are coming out, then you know ahead of time what skills you should start working towards. And that kind of speaks to my methodology and myself as a as a as someone who developed his own career. And the certifications played a big part of that. When I went after certain certifications, it was because I saw something coming that I felt, well, I didn't have enough hands-on experience to enter into those into those arenas. So by way of certification, I was able to get the hands-on experience because I was thoroughly taught um, in an instructor-led program that basically said, yes, he knows the basics and fundamentals, therefore he's qualified to step into those arena without the experience. So that was that's an approach I've always used within my own career. And that that certainly sounds like a lesson learned in terms of, you know, keeping your ear to the ground, scanning the environment, looking at what skills are being packaged into certifications and obtaining those certifications. Right. Wow. Absolutely. So, Dr. Craig Brown, coming up in August, is the National BDPA Conference. I'd love for you to say a few words about that uh, from your perspective, both as, you know, the National Vice President and also as a BDPA member. Sure. Um, You know, the theme this year is Diverse Opportunities in the Age of Convergence. Um, The conference is August 14th through 17th this year. And um, like last year, the conference is going to to inc- include, you know, our, our standard and traditional programs, but we're also trying to incorporate some brand-new programs. Um, we're looking also at bringing in some speakers that aren't necessarily um, technology innovators but are well-versed in those arenas, but at the same time that they're also entertaining. So we hope to, you know, improve in that area as well. Um, but ultimately, overall, um, we're just trying to find ways to have the, our participants come and learn um, in the areas in which um, we have um, workshops. Some of the top subject matter that we're going to cover is the future of technology, um, making it real, <laughs> um, the ABCs of corporate culture, um, bridging the gap of information security. So we're going to have a variety of different topics um, that cover not only a development perspective, but also a learning and and hopefully fun. Um, so, um, with that being said, um, you know I, I encourage everyone to um, to find a way to get to the conference. Um, bring your students, bring your parents, bring your kids, um, because it is a family atmosphere, and I hope that everybody enjoys themselves. Wow! Wow! Very exciting. Well, you know, uh, time passes so quickly, and I love the fact that you were able to be on the show tonight. I'm wondering if you can just share one final thought 
for our listeners as uh, we close out your interview and prepare for our next guest. Sure. Um, I guess as a final thought, I would encourage all of the listeners to those who are, are particularly in the technology field to take advantage of all of the information that's available as it pertains to the innovations and the new technologies and the, and the terminology that's, that's tied to those, term, that, those technologies. Um, you go to the newsreel, go to, you know, big data or cloud technology or mobile applications and just read and keep try to keep tabs on what's coming. There's a lot of information about the new things that are coming out. Just be aware of this. And if you see, if you're looking for a change in your career, if you're looking for, um, you know, or, or a friend is looking for a change in their career, there's lots of opportunities that are out there. Um, it's almost like a, um, you know, grassroots um, opportunities where you can, you know, no sparing is necessary, get in there and just through your own ambition, um, you know, maybe find new career paths. So hopefully that insight point some folks take advantage of that. That is really, really exciting. You know, you um, really walk your talk, uh, share your knowledge, and the energy and enthusiasm um, is wonderful. So I am uh, looking forward to that document that will be hot off the press, um, probably in the PDF form <laughs> electronically, so there may not really be a press. And thank you again for sharing some time out of your schedule to be with us tonight. Have a great evening. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Mm, thank you. Well, you just heard Dr. Craig Brown, National BDPA Vice President for 2012 and 2013. He shared a lot of great information. And if you are on chat, feel free to share ideas and uh, make notes about what you heard. If you want to tweet, uh, remember, and I forgot to ask Dr. Craig Brown, so we'll have to bring him back and hear all of the social media uh, secrets, but remember, Dr. Craig Brown has over 1 million followers on Twitter, so I'm hoping that he'll maybe uh, tweet some of his um, iRadio show highlights. Okay, well, we are ready to go on to our next interview. And I would like to introduce to you Ms. Beverly Allen. She is Chapter High School Computer Competition Coordinator for BDPA Los Angeles. Beverly, welcome to the show. How are you this evening? Okay, we... Okay, Beverly. Hi, Beverly. How are you? Welcome to the show. Okay, I hear a little uh, rustling of the microphone. I see that Beverly is there. I see that her mic is live. Beverly, is your phone on mute? Okay, let me just do BDPI radio listeners. Hold on just one second. I am going to go behind the electronic curtain and see if I can reach Beverly uh, behind the scenes. One moment. Hi, Beverly. How are you? 
So I heard Beverly behind the electronic curtain, and I don't hear Beverly right at the moment. So what's going to happen is I am going to bring Ms. Jacqueline Sanders on the line. We'll have the interview with Jacqueline, and then we'll come back to Beverly and, you know, this is live. So this is kind of wonderful that we all get to be in this together. So, Jacqueline, how are you this evening? Ah, you know what? I wonder if it's my microphone. Jacqueline? Jacqueline? Okay. Uh, Everaldo, our technical specialist, is uh, checking in with me to see what's happening. Okay. Jacqueline? Jacqueline, hello. Hmm. Beverly. Yes. Hi, Beverly. How are you? Hi, I'm wonderful. How are you? Just fine, thanks. And I have Jacqueline's mic open just in case the technology, I'm not sure what happened. And when we edit the show later on, this opportunity to understand technology will be edited out. Okay. So, <laughs> so let's take it from the top. Well, who so, who uh, are we going with, Jacqueline or Beverly? Beverly. Okay. And Jacqueline, are you on the line? Okay, again, we can't. Yes, so, Jacqueline, I'm, I'm on the okay. line. Yeah. Okay, so what I'm going to do is stay on the line. I'm going to keep your mic open. Um, since we had some technical difficulty, and then when I finish with Beverly, you'll be right there, okay? Terrific. Okay, so, great. So, our second guest on BDPAI Radio for March 26, 2013, is Ms. Beverly Allen. And as I mentioned, she's Chapter High School Computer Competition Coordinator for BDPA Los Angeles. Now, let me share with you a little bit about her background. Um, she's actually been the high school computer competition coordinator for a number of years, and she watched her son, Terrell, participate in a in the championships in 2007 through 2009 before going off to college at Morehouse College. The computer camp program in Los Angeles is making remarkable progress under its leadership, including winning the bronze medal at the 2012 National High School Computer Competition Championship. Now, they currently have a computer camp program that is underway with over 35 students. And Beverly has a unique way of looking at the sites program, and she's going to tell us a little bit about that in her interview. So, Beverly, welcome to the show. How are you this evening? Hi, I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me this evening. 
Oh, my pleasure. And as we talked earlier before the show started, uh, I'm glad that you're enjoying that 70-degree-plus weather. So <laughs> yeah. um, bring it bring it on. So, <laughs> Beverly, um, tell us tell us how you first found out about BDPA and what's kept you involved over the years. Yes. Um, well, in 19... 19- in 2007, I received a flyer from a friend for the HSCC program. So when I saw it, I decided I wanted my son to participate in the program. And I have to say, his first year, he was not excited about giving up his Saturdays, but we kept going, and he made the team, and he went to the competition and attend, attended the conference. And once he did that, I have to say he was hooked. He then participated in the program two more years, and and right now he's at um, Morehouse College, as you mentioned earlier. He's a junior majoring in computer science. And so um, what's kept me involved is um, in 2008 they asked me to be the HSCC coordinator. And what's really kept me involved is I like seeing the students learn and um, be exposed to IT professions. I love to see it when they finally get it. And I, I really like making a difference with these students because a lot of times uh, these students have never really um, had experience with building websites or learning about computers and technology and just teaching them about that and, and opening up their eyes into different career paths. is just It keeps me in, in, involved and keeps me motivated to return year after year, Saturday after Saturday. Wow. Well, that is really very inspiring. And, you know, it really is an opportunity that so many people, should they decide to be a volunteer, have. So I'm glad that you kind of painted that picture of helping students get exposed, having them see different uh, professionals and careers, and giving them that hands-on opportunity to really experience technology little by little, Saturday by Saturday, um, in a nice group, safe group environment. Now, tell us a little bit about SITE. How is that different from the high school computer competition program? Uh, about SITE? Yes. Okay. So SITE is, um, it's for us, it's a 14-week program. Well, we have, this year, we actually have over 47 students. And we bring them in and we teach them computing technology. So we started our program this year with teaching our students um, mobile development. And this is a new program for us this year. And um, so it's it's all about just exposing our students. Um, this year is a challenge, and it's a nice challenge to have because we've never had 47 students that we've had to teach before. But it's 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 amazing because you see students wanting to learn. So we're there for 14 weeks teaching them about mobile computing. We're teaching them about basic computer technology and programming, mobile uh, web programming languages. So that's the 14 weeks. And then we move into uh, pairing down the students to the top five, which will then become our competition team. And we'll we go from May to August preparing those students. Oh, so the advantage is that with the sites program, everyone is part of the program, 
and get exposed to um, specific technologies this year, which includes mobile. And then starting in May, you take the top five and prepare them for the competition. Yes. Yeah. And I have to say, with with uh, if I can add one more thing, with our students, you know, a lot of the students want to make the top five, and that's that's um, understandable. But what we also try to make sure our students understand is what they are learning. No one can ever take it away from them. And even if they don't make the top five and make it to the competition, they have skills that they can take elsewhere and um, learn and make a living or do internships. We had one student, um, she's been in the program for a while. She hasn't made our competition team. However, she has been able to go and work with a large company and help them revamp their website. So she's learned a skill that she now, that is marketable. Wow. That's that's great. And what, uh, without hearing her name, what age is she? How long is she She's a senior now, and she's been in the program, this is her fourth year. Mm. Mm. That sort of ties into some of the things that Dr. Craig Brown was talking about in terms of you know, looking at trends, gaining skills. So students in the science program and the high school computer competition uh, program really have an opportunity to gain skills that can help them in the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. So in terms of your service to BDPA, what accomplishments are you most proud of? And, And how have they added value to BDPA members? I am most proud of our students winning third place in last year's competition. Now, the year before, our team placed 14th. So we put a lot of work into preparing our students and making sure that they were ready and they thoroughly understood what they needed to do. And um, so to see them on the stage winning third place, we were really, really excited about that. And other things that I'm proud about, proud of is that we've spent time revamping our program and trying to understand what it takes to attract students and volunteers and sponsors. In the past, we've had years where we might have had six students. And so we now understand what it takes to get a lot of students in the seat. And uh, so this year, as I said earlier, we have about 47 students enrolled and roughly 10 volunteers. Um, you know, and uh, I'm also proud of students that have already gone through the program. We have students that are in college now that are doing some amazing things. They're doing um, biomedical research. They're building iPhone apps. They're they're just doing a lot of things that it makes us proud and makes us want to work even harder to prepare the students coming after them. Hmm. Wonderful. And, and you know, at some point I would be, you know, really pleased to have some of those students that you're referring to to come on the iRadio show and talk about, you know, their experience uh, being part of the BDPA Los Angeles chapter, you know, what happened in college and how they're, you know, using some of the skills and some of the network 
um, that they gain through BDPA in their lives today. So that would make a, a very interesting show. Yes, it would. Well, the other thing that you mentioned is the opportunity to revamp your program and now have a program where there's over 47 students enrolled and 10 volunteers. And I'm thinking, particularly with our new regional setup, that there's really an opportunity to share some of those lessons learned with other chapters as well. Um, because, you know, BDPA as a, a volunteer network really does depend on people investing the time and seeing value in it. So um, uh, congratulations on, on um, making that transition. Yes, so, I have to say the chapters um, actually are doing a great job now of sharing information. Um, last year when we started revamping our program, Southern Minnesota shared with us some of the some of uh, the information on how they train their students, how, well, what system they use to track the students. And so um, we're now getting to the point where I think a lot of the chapters are collaborating and sharing information because I think the main thing that we're trying to accomplish is to share this information with as many students as we can. Mm. Oh, I'm 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 definitely seeing that seeing that in practice, and that's really good to hear it on on the show. So, along with that, what are some lessons that you've learned um, within BDPA that you'd like to share with our audience? I have two lessons learned. One is marketing, and the other is repetition. So, marketing mm -hmm. for us is key to get the students in the seats. Um, so what we did for marketing is we sent information packets to the schools. We made phone calls to the schools. We sent packages to uh, packets to organizations, our associates, our friends. And then we also spent about one month of advertising on the radio, trying to appeal, really we're trying to appeal to parents to bring their students. And that actually was really, really successful this year. Um, and then repetition would be the other lesson learned. Um, once we get the students in the classroom, in the seat, we learn repetition is important because a lot of times students will tell you that they understand what you're teaching them. And um, what we learned is we needed to ask them several times in several different ways and, and then make them demonstrate to us that they have an understanding of the concepts. And, and then from that point, it's practice, practice, practice. But, you know, in the past, we'd ask the question, so do you understand? And they'd say yes, and then when it was time to demonstrate, <laughs> they couldn't. So now we ask, do you understand? We asked it three different ways. <laughs> um, and then we have them demonstrate it. And, uh, and then practice it over and over and over again because that's what's going to make them successful. Right, right. I, I love it. I love it. Those are great, great things to share. Um, and it's incredible today that with marketing, how many times you, in a sense, have to touch people. And, you know, there's the buyer, there's the decision maker, and the user. So the students sort of use and participate in the experience. And and the parents, uh, to a large degree, you know, they're involved in the equation because they give the approval, they get the student there. 
so I can understand why the marketing needs to happen on multiple levels. Yes. So I, I talked with Dr. Brown just a little bit about technology trends, and I'm wondering, like you, you identified that, you know, the mobile um, is part of the training now, and I suppose two or three years ago um, people wouldn't have included that in the training. But what, what technology trends or resources do you think um, are really hot right now and important for BDPA iRadio listeners to be thinking about? Uh, definitely mobile development and um, using uh, the various tools that are out there like IDEs or uh, different tools that allows you to change the skin or um, instead of hard hand coding your CSS, which uh, controls how your your web application looks. You know, we have a lot of tools that allows you to do that. That's much faster, much easier. Um, students love using the new tool set. Um, then I also have to talk about the collaboration of tools across chapters, which is BDPA students. Um, and in our chapter, we also used um, Google Docs and Google Forms for onboarding of students. Um, so a lot of the, the new technology um, we've been able to use to keep track of our students to gather the information from for from application process to acceptance. And then we also use social media. So we use Facebook, and it allows our volunteers, um, it allows us to have volunteers in various areas, and they're there to help our students answer questions. Even if they can't show up on Saturday, they're able to answer questions using social media. And then um, I also have to say for us, it's been exciting that we've been able to partner with a university, which is Cal State Dominguez Hills, to provide college credit for our students. So, Wow. Yes. So not only are they learning something, but we wanted to make sure they're giving of their time, and what we're teaching the students is equivalent to what they will take in their first year of computer science in college. So we have a lot of students that have been able to uh, obtain college credit. That is really exciting. Is that a is that standard among uh, the different chapters? It is not standard. I shared that with the chapters, and so it really depends. You have to form a relationship with a university, and mm -hmm. so we have formed a relationship with Cal State Dominguez Hills, and uh, the head of the computer science department was so impressed with what we're doing this year he brought both of his sons to our program. That Wow, that's quiet. <laughs> that's great. Wow, well, thanks for sharing that. I, you know, uh, again, part of the purpose of the show is to provide yet another way for members and volunteers and sponsors uh, to hear what's going on, and um, uh, that, that's a wonderful innovation. So as we wrap up, Beverly, um, what's a final thought that you'd like to leave our audience with? I, um, the final thought is it's very important for parents to be involved. I got involved because I was a parent. And there are several parents that have been heavily involved in our chapters because of their students. It's so um, being involved is key, and it's important for the volunteers to have 
high expectations from our students. Because a lot of times what we find is students haven't been challenged. And I, I find that the student, our students are very bright. They just haven't been pushed to reach their potential. And they, they also need to know that we care and we're there to help them. And so it would, um, for all the BDPA members and sponsors out there, if we just have, even if you can't give up every Saturday, just one Saturday a month would, would be helpful to just show up and let students know that there's adults out there uh, concerned about them and their well-being and their ability to learn and, and that we're supporting them. Wow, that is a powerful message. Well, thank you so much, Beverly. Please continue to do the work that you're doing. It sounds like your chapter um, is really set, a lot of collaboration, sharing, innovation, and I can uh, see the excitement. I can tell there's going to be uh, some stiff competition for the 2013 High School Computer Competition. Uh, <laughs> because if you folks move from 14th to 3rd in one year, I don't know, sky's the limit. Yeah. So um, best of luck to your team, and again, continue the great work that you're doing. Thank you so much for being on the show tonight. Thank you so much, Fran. I appreciate it. You're welcome. You're welcome, and have a great rest of the week. Thanks. You too. Thanks. So, wow, we have had a really great show. Our first guest was Dr. Craig Brown. You just heard Ms. Beverly Allen. And we are going to move to our third and final guest, Ms. Jacqueline Sanders, who is VP of Education and Professional Development for BDPA Atlanta. So we're sort of going all over the BDPA nation, and now we're in Atlanta. Jacqueline, how are you this evening? I'm doing great, thank you. Oh, terrific. And and thanks for being patient a little bit earlier during our technical challenges. Um, so uh, very exciting to have you on the show. I'm just going to read a little bit about uh, your bio, just some highlights, and then we're going to get right into your interview. Now, you are part of BDPA Atlanta's leadership team that Wayne Hicks says is shaking up the nation. Um, your chapter won numerous honors at the 2012 National Conference, and it seems that you have your eyes on the largest prize of all, chapter of the year. So a major part of your success, meaning the BDPA Atlanta chapter, can be found in the education and professional development programs that you, Jacqueline, are providing for IT professionals in Atlanta. Now, you've got some ambitious uh, programs, including the Professional Development Boot Camp, and I'm going to have you tell us a little bit more about that uh, later because it's a very exciting program. So welcome to the show, and thank you so much for being here tonight and being our last guest. Um, I always ask our guests, how did you find out about EPA and what's kept you involved? So I'd like to ask you that same question. Um, well, actually, about five years ago, I saw a call for speakers, and um, I actually submitted myself and uh, a proposal to speak at one of the chapter meetings, and at the time, the president was uh, Teresa Williams, and from that moment on, um, I was hooked, I, I guess you could say, uh, 
as part of being a, a speaker at the, the chapter, I received a complimentary one-year membership, and I've renewed ever since, and, and since then have been active and spoken at the national level and then also held the Office of Education and Professional Development um, for three years uh, across a span of about four years. Wow. You know, I really, that's a very interesting um, way of attracting and sort of retaining speakers as members to provide as part of the honorarium a complimentary membership. Uh, I don't know how many chapters do that, and, and yet that's a, that's a great way for speakers to see, you know, kind of get involved in the membership. So professional development, what does that mean for the Atlanta chapter? And, um, you know, what, what are you really proud of in terms of the professional development program that you're doing there with your team in Atlanta? Well, and, and as you said, Atlanta Chapter is always very innovative, and that's what I love about it. They really allowed me to be very creative with the, the programs and in some ways go off the script. But out of that have come some, some very exciting uh, programs. One of the things that I, I like to do, I like to fill out our audience and see where they are in their, their careers and in their professions. And one of our, I think one of the keys that we're finding is helping people become well-rounded. It's, it's one thing to go and, and get your degrees and your certifications in these technical areas, but you also have to know how to communicate, um, collaborate, and you also know, need to know how to brand and market yourself. So we help people in that area of that, uh, those soft skills so that they can be well-rounded and uh, could go wherever they, they seek to go in their careers. Another thing that is near and dear to my heart, I say that great careers uh, don't just happen, they're planned out. You, you have to have a plan and you have to work the plan. And so that's what we also help people do as well. So that's what we mean by uh, professional development. Um, we don't just we we don't just want to attract people that are looking for jobs. We want to attract people who are serious about their careers or are looking to uh, work with like-minded people so that they can learn how to develop a career path. So that's what professional development means to me. Um, when you talk about what I'm most proud of, and um, I, you know, each year, like I said, we kind of introduce uh, new things. Last year, we had things like Success Alliance and a program called Learn by Doing. And the latest jewel in our crown, I would say, is our professional boot camp. So um, it was. It actually took place last weekend, and it was. It took place on a Saturday. It started at 9 a.m. and went to 4. Uh, PM and those who and you know took the time to invest not only their Saturday but also uh, paid to be a part of the boot camp. They came in, they got a before video, and then they went through different stations where they got uh, they did mock interviews, they did mock panel interviews, they had a resume makeover, they uh, learned about elevator speeches, they even had to do impromptu presentations and uh, do impromptu facilitations of meetings. Um, and, and there were various other uh, stations that they could go through to not only just teach them about, you know, developing their soft skills, but it was actually real-time 
um, exercises that they had to do, and they got critiqued and got immediate feedback. And um, it was a very successful program, and rave reviews by both the participants, the volunteers, uh, and the, the coaches that participated in it. I think uh, those who, who gave and um, helped the students got just as much out of it as those who participated. Wow. Now, when you said help the students, was this for students in the high school computer competition, or was this for members? I guess, well, no, let me clarify. So they, they weren't students. This was just open, actually, to our general membership. Um, and I guess I, I, I thought of, I, I was referring to students in terms of, you know, it was a learning experience for them, but they were really just participants. And we had, um, what I love is that we had a very diverse group which shows that this service was needed uh by a variety. We had we had some college students, you know, uh some that were finishing school or some that had completed school. We also had some military that are transitioning out of the military into the corporate environment. So that that was really exciting. Uh during our lunch portion we had all of our uh military veterans stand up and acknowledge them and so we had quite a few in the crowd and, and that was really exciting. And then we also had those who are well into their careers um, just looking, trying to figure out, you know, kind of feeling like they might have been stuck or in a rut and trying to move to the next level. Um, so if, if people just thought it was like an entry-level type exercises, um, you know, those who came who had experience, um, they were pleasantly surprised that, you know, they were challenged. They got some, some um, feedback that they could apply, um, and as a matter of fact, one of the gentlemen who came who uh, was well into his career and I think kind of came kind of doubting a little bit, he immediately became a member of Atlanta BDPA and uh, was is fully engaged um, because of his experience at the boot camp. Wow, wow. <laughs> That's powerful. Well, I know your membership chair is happy about that. Program <laughs> and membership working, working together. That's terrific. Absolutely. Well, you know, that's a that's a great success story. Um, and I loved how you kind of emphasize the importance of communication, collaboration, branding, and marketing. Um, as uh, you call them the soft skills, um, I often refer to them as the strategic skills because without them it's really hard to move from kind of being the worker bee to, you know, being the supervisor, to being the manager, to being um, – sort of a leader within your team, even if that's not your title. Um, so those are those exercises sound really fun. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping um, that you do that more often, and maybe that's something that uh, you can take on the road in some form or fashion. Maybe that might be something that needs to be at the conference, a future conference. Uh, even as definitely, an entrepreneur, I can, entertainment. <laughs> yeah, even as an entrepreneur, I can see that being um, very, very valuable. Um, so I'd, I'd love to hear more about that. And, um, uh, you know, we heard Dr. Craig Brown say that they're looking at uh, different ways of enhancing the conference, and that, that interactivity um, sounds kind of exciting. So what else is is kind of on the horizon for BDPA Atlanta and and what what lessons have you learned as a result of your innovating? Well, we you know, 
I guess one of the things I can say that's on our horizon that is also one of our flagship programs is our IT executive forum. We do that in July, and uh, it's a evening meeting where we have uh, a dinner, and on stage we have um, IT executive, minority IT executives from around from the Atlanta area. Last year, even uh, our president Monique Berry flew in to be on that panel. And that, once again, it gets rave reviews. Um, they're sharing with the audience uh, their experience and how they they got to where they are in their career. And it's, it's you know, it's in a banquet room at one of our uh, very nice hotels, but at the same time it, it was very in, intimate and interactive. And, again, you know, we, uh, we had an outpouring of support, and it was just a, a very classy program. And so we're looking forward to that again uh, coming up in July. And uh, we're also going to have a similar technical boot camp uh, in September. So um, throughout every quarter we have we have some, some big events going on and, and some other things uh, sprinkled in as well. But we really, you know, the most important thing is, like, we listen to our audience. We find out where they are, where they're struggling, and how we can help take them to the, the next level. And I think one of the, the beautiful and rewarding things is, as well is that I love seeing last year we, we had programs and we brought in volunteers. And now this year, uh, well, we, we brought in volunteers and, and participants, and they participated in the programs and, and got something out of it. But the beautiful thing is when they come back to to – to kind of play it forward, to, to give back to the next group that comes through. So it was great even at our boot camp to see a lot of our, our volunteers this year were those who were participants, you know, the year before. And so we just want to keep that kind of give back kind of momentum going and continue to see our our, our volunteer force just continue to grow. It's It's so important. It is important, and as you said, it's very rewarding to see people say, you know, I want to do this. I, I received, I want to give, and in giving, I receive, and sort of the cycle the cycle continues. And I, and I guess that's one of the things that is positioning your chapter to be on that trajectory for chapter of the year. I mean, that's, that's part of what makes a really, really strong chapter is that the membership is committed and the membership volunteers, um, shares what they want, follows through in helping to make that happen, um, and uh, everyone really benefits. So um, it's very, very exciting. What about technology? That's always a topic for us. Um, what what trends are, are you seeing? Um, you mentioned that there's a technology boot camp coming in September. What will you be covering in that, and what technology trends are hot uh, from your perspective. And I think I have to echo the the previous two speakers as well. Our hot topics right now are things like big data, uh, mobile applications, and, and SharePoint, and that's what we're highlighting with our, our guest speakers as well as, uh, as you said, are going to be incorporated in our techno technology uh, boot camp that we're having in September as well. So uh, we're definitely staying, you know, on the bleeding edge and, and um, you know, making sure that our members are on top of those. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you mentioned ITSNS. Um, you're hosting that, that meeting? Atlanta is hosting the meeting? 
We have our the Atlanta has the Atlanta Minority IT Executive Forum, so that's our, our the, the forum that's hosted by the Atlanta chapter. Okay, okay. So um, one of the things I wondered is in terms of the national conference that's coming up in D.C. in August. Um, what might Atlanta's involvement be, the BDPA Atlanta chapter's involvement? Well, we're, we're definitely going to be there in force where, you know, our our students, our HSCC students are the returning champions from last year, and um, <laughs> and our plan is to repeat, so. <laughs> oh, now, wait a minute. Let me go back to our previous guest. That would be Ms. Beverly Allen, and uh, Los Angeles was in first place. I believe they're gearing up to uh, be national champions this year. <laughs> So Atlanta's going to uh, try to hold on to that uh, title. Is that it? Oh, most definitely, most definitely. It was a it was a great feeling for our, our students in our, our chapter, and uh, also our our coach uh, Wes Williams, who's actually started out as a student. Uh, I think as she said, like her son started out as a student, and then he coached the Atlanta chapter for several years and, and uh, ended his uh, tenure winning that, that first place. So we were very excited about that So and very proud of our students. So we're going to be coming back, and, and I encourage everyone to look for us. We'll be the ones in the camouflage T-shirts, our uh, boot camp, our theme. We had uh, camouflage T-shirts with our theme on it, which is learn, grow, and achieve. And so uh, if you see some ladies and men, uh, walking around those camouflage T-shirts, walk up to them, tell them you heard about the Atlanta boot camp, and if you have any questions about the boot camp, uh, ask us about it. So uh, that's that's how we're going to be representing at the uh, conference. <laughs> I knew that I would get a very rich answer when I asked that question. It was like no doubt about it. And that's wonderful. You've got your T-shirts already set up. Um, and I know it, it's always – it, it just gives me goosebumps when we have the opening ceremonies and the students are walking around, and some of them, like, walk all around the entire auditorium. So, um, you know, national conferences is a powerful, powerful experience. So I'm glad that Atlanta will be there. And, you know, as you were just talking, I wondered, um, and I know you're always on the innovative and creative edge, I'm wondering if at some point the boot camps could have a webinar-type component. I mean, I, I can definitely see there's a lot of power being there, and yet if someone couldn't be there, are there things that they could do through Skype or somehow be with you electronically? I'll just put that out there as a question. No, that's a great, great point, and we love using technology. I mean, I think that's so important, you know, being the, the organization that we are. We we want to use technology, uh, you know, things like the, the blog talk radio and, and other venues. Um, every year we're looking for the new ways to, to use and uh, expand it and, and open that up. I mean, I remember, again, early on, being um, some of the first to introduce webinars and the webinar concept and even worked with National when they first launched their webinars. So whatever, however we can leverage technology, definitely looking forward to that 
And the, the other thing I do want to add and, and share is that um, at each one of our stations at the, the boot camp, we did have uh, handouts and uh, lessons learned and takeaways for the, the participants. We are planning on bundling those and, and offering those for because you can still get a lot out of even the, the handouts and the, the information and the advice that was handed on to the, the boot camp participants. So do visit our, our website to learn more about uh, the, the information and the package that uh, went along with the, the boot camps for people to take that as a, if they want to use that as a takeaway as well. But most definitely, uh, I, I definitely see the boot camp growing in a, in a lot of different ways. And uh, already we're planning for next year's boot camp. So uh, definitely going to, you know, improve upon a great thing, but continue to improve. Oh, terrific. Well, for our listeners, why don't you give the Atlanta BDPA, BDPA Atlanta website so that they have that and they know where to go to um, pick up those documents? Definitely. We're AtlantaBDPA.org. It's AtlantaBDPA.org. And we're also on Twitter and, and Facebook and LinkedIn, and, and so look for us there as well. And the event actually, uh, we had a special hashtag for the event. So if you want to see some of the comments that uh, were uh, sent out on Twitter and Facebook during the event, you can do uh, the hashtag A-T-L-B-D-P-A-B-C. That was our uh, our hashtag for during the event for those who wanted to leave their comments. Okay, A-T-L-B-D-P-A. And then what were the last two letters? B-C. So B-C for boot camp, of course. Okay, got it. <laughs> Just uh, um, Okay. Okay, so that is very, very exciting. So, Jacqueline, I definitely appreciate you being on the show. Um, you really brought a lot of energy and information. And I'm wondering if in the remaining minute, if you could share a final thought for our BDPA listeners and members and sponsors. Um, I, I'll try to keep it brief, but there's two things I want to say. That First of all, people who um, become members, it's important to become an active member to volunteer. I see it as a form of therapy, actually. You know, sometimes you, you may be frustrated on your job. You may even feel like you're not being challenged. You may be in a rut, whatever the case may be. I've seen people's energy level just soar just from the, the interaction, the participation, and giving back. So I, I think that that's very important. Think of becoming a part, an active member of Atlanta BDPA as a type of career therapy. That's number one. And then lastly, I want to leave you with the Atlanta BDPA theme, which is learn, grow, and achieve, continuous professional improvement. And that's all. Mm, that's terrific. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I look forward to having you on the show another time. It looks like uh, some of your cheerleaders are on the uh listening to the show live. I see some 404 numbers, so I think there are folks just waiting to give you a shout-out, um, and I love it how Atlanta supports their own as well as supports CDPA. So thank you again, Jacqueline. Have a great evening. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. You're welcome. 
So we are going to wrap up our show for this evening. I want to remind everyone that the BDPAI radio show airs the second and the fourth Tuesday of the month from 8.30 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. BDPAI radio really exists as another way for members, sponsors, and volunteers to hear live from BDPA members and leaders all across the nation. So if you'd like to be a guest on the show, please let us know. If you know someone who you think would be a great guest for the show, please let us know. And what you would do is you would send an email to iradio at betf.org. That's iradio at betf.org. Because our sponsor is the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation. And we're really interested in capturing the stories, capturing the advice, and capturing the learning live so that you can hear it and apply it. Thank you again for listening to BDPAI Radio. I'm Fran McNeil, your host, and have a great week. Good evening. BDPAI Radio, linking business, education, and technology, showcases IT entrepreneurs, technology experts, computer science academics, and people with a passion for educating our young people in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. BDPA iRadio Show is a regular exchange for BDPA members, sponsors, entrepreneurs, educational institutions, and the black community. BDPA iRadio guests link the diverse worlds of business, education, and technology.